Hello and welcome, welcome. My name is Sophia. I'm with my husband, Scott. Scott, say hi. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> uh, this is the Higher Self Take the Wheel podcast. Okay, so we've been here before. I'm going to just let it everything out in the open. Uh, it took us a while to get to this point. And to be honest, we have recorded so many podcasts and I guess failed or what do you, what would you say they were? Not many. It was like three. Three. And then we did one before so that. So we recorded three podcasts. The first one we thought was pretty good. And then the second one we talked about our business, which did not go well because it felt like I was interviewing Sophia. And then the third one was just more Mm. fluff. Our initial name of the podcast was a late to the potty. Yes. Which like, A, we're not from Boston. Right. And then it's like, well, well, this is okay. So this is what I wanted to touch upon. We, uh, this is a change of the title. We went from Late to the Potty, which was the original title of this podcast. Which meant nothing. Which meant nothing. And we continue to record podcasts under that name, realizing this is aimless. Like, this is, what is our intentions? And this is the lesson we learned with us. Is so what is your intention? The in- My intention with this podcast is it to be a healing podcast. I want us to figure out our healing and maybe help other people on the way in their like healing journey when I say that like that comes back to the title higher self take the wheel what does that mean so for me it means to get to a place where you are at your highest path in this life basically where you are taking the steps of healing to get to your highest, ultimate highest, what's another word for path? I'm blanking out here. It's, uh, I don't know, because it it's really hard to describe this without sounding super pretentious and like you have the answer. For and you, yeah. We, well, okay, I'll speak for myself yeah. then. I do feel uncomfortable calling this podcast Higher Self Take the Wheel because uh-huh. I don't feel like I am any authority to right. tell anybody right. uh, well, what what I. they what the right path is. Like what your path is is your path and you have to figure out like the burden is on you. I'm sorry to figure out your path. Yes. Uh the best we can do here is share our experiences, our stories of our lived experience so far. Between the two of us, we well, that's what we're, we're doing. both in our mid to late thirties. Yeah. So that's, that's what the point of this is: is to share our experience. And if people can get anything out of it, we they can hopefully get something out of it. I don't know. Well, you know, I I'm know not sure what you're going to get out of I'm this. I'm 36 but. years old. I think I'm at a point now where. I've lived enough of a, like, I guess, unconventional life. Like, I've never really had a nine-to-five job. I've worked. Yeah. And that's, uh, like, there's a whole lot of guilt and shame that can be unpacked there from our our current economic system. Like, like, I'm not going to be self-conscious like we were the first time. Like, ah, like, dance around. Like, oh, that's all capitalism's fault. Like, no, it is capitalism's fault. And we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty. We're going to share our experiences in this system. And we're we're here to, like... (laughs) try and fail like everything else in this system has failed but hopefully we can fail in an interesting and exciting way to open up maybe an opportunity in the future so if you haven't if you don't know my husband scott that is a real taste of him right now he is on one right now he is in a mood i can tell you're in a mood of like determination and like uh what is like what are you feeling right now just angst anxiety yeah. um yeah determination yeah i'm it's been yeah, a I rough know. week i'm not gonna lie so this is this week i don't know when's this coming out but this week has been valentine's week and i just valentine's feel like, valentine's <laughs> it's valentine's it's the times <laughs> of the valen <laughs> okay and this is one thing i w- would like to uh address right off the bat I am not the most well-spoken person. If 
if anyone, I do crystal lives where I sell crystals. I cannot pronounce shit. I cannot say things like clearly. I have a lazy tongue. And probably the last thing I should do is, you know, start a podcast. But here we are. I am going to get through it. And I just, I don't know if I'm not even going to apologize for it. You know what? I'm just going to take a stand. It is what it is. You're just going to have to deal with my speech impediment. Like, because it's going to (laughs) happen. It's gonna happen. It's it's my charm, as Scott says has has said before. It's the charm of me not being able to talk. You know. Yeah. So we talked about this last night. We were listening to someone who said uh, something I thought was very insightful. Um, the person who like the, the the thing you find that disgusts you about yourself yes. like it, for your example the speech impediment yeah. like there will be people in your life that will love that which disgusts yes. you so my question is to you then what is the thing that uh you love about me that you know disgusts me about myself oh man okay you really put me in the spot cuz this is I know there's delicate. plenty but just name one <laughs> okay so what disgusts you about yourself is how you love about sensitive you are. Okay. You are super sensitive. And I know for you that makes your life harder or you feel like you're just not like the manliest of mans because you're so sensitive. But for you, it is the reason why. I, I Don't make me cry. It's the reason <laughs> why. I love you like so much and I wouldn't be with you if you weren't such a like love heart centered guy. And I don't think many people know that about you, to be honest, because you put on this uh, rough McGruff face. You have like a resting bitch face, I must say. <laughs> Is that macho, though? That's more like that. That seems more feminine to me, like right. having a like a resting bitch face. Oh, well, I guess I can. I just applied it to what is it if it is a guy? Like, I, what's it called if it's a guy? If you just have a rusting, angry face, is it bitch face or rusting? I don't know. Mean it's, mugging all the time. It's not like you're mean mugging. You just have this face of like discontentment. <laughs> like, I'm not going to yeah, lie. General it discontentment. Yeah. That's my neutral face. Yeah, your neutral face is discontentment. So I think it comes off as. I don't know about this guy. You know what I mean? But you're actually a really kind-hearted soul, and you care too much sometimes about everyone's feelings or what they're thinking. But it... It's exhausting. It's exhausting. I know. You've you told me many times. And I know. I've, I've, I've been there, too. I've been there, too. But, yeah, that is one of the most great qualities about you one of the best qualities about you we just have this podcast be about the things you love about me so (laughs) so that my self-esteem gets boosted right right i could just listen to you like yeah scott's uh, (laughs) language scotch scott's love language and if you haven't heard of love language it's the way that you receive love or give love and scott's way of receiving love is words of affirmation I always have to tell him, you're doing such a good job. You're such a good husband. I oh love you so much. That was such a good job you did on the dishes. This is such a good meal or whatever it is that you did. And like External validation. Yeah, external words of affirmation. And for me, I don't have that at all. Like, I can't take compliments, really. Like, when people compliment, it's like, okay, thank you. I've learned to accept them, but it's not something like I... I need to hear necessarily, but I I need other stuff. I need cuddles. I need uh, physical affection, physical affection, acts of service, you know. So we're different in that regards. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so (laughs) I need to work on that more for you. I know I do. I try. I really do try. Am I getting better? (laughs) Yes and no. (laughs) Silence on that. Okay, go on. (laughs) Yes, that is something I have to work on is words of affirmation with Scott. And what 
what have you been trying to work on with me with my uh, love language? Well, in the last fight we got in, uh-huh. verbal altercation, uh-huh. uh, you told me that I, you feel like I take you for granted sometimes. Yeah. And uh, that stuck with me. Like that was, that's always something I've kind of like uh, wondered about mm-hmm. internally. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. fact that I did wonder about it, I was like, oh, is it my anxiety? Am I just, you know, thinking the worst case scenario or whatever when mm-hmm. you're just crazy and everything and she doesn't think that. But then he told me and it's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I'm trying to express <clears throat> your gratitude. Express. Yeah. Well, then that makes me wonder, do I need words of affirmation too? It, like, how do you, ex- how would you express? Well, I don't know yes. if it's... I, I get what you're saying. Like you no, you don't need the like emotional validation that I need, like in term via like verbal Yeah uh, affirmations, yeah. like attaboys. Yeah, attaboys. My, I don't me need and my friends call them yeah, attaboy. attaboys. Uh <clears throat> maybe that maybe men need that attaboy more and that's why it's called attaboy. But oh. uh acts of service like Picking up around the house, yes. doing more of the dirty work, yes. even though I, I do most of the like cleaning and kitchen work now and cooking, I would say. <laughs> you would. You would. And that's I, I'm seriously so so thankful. And I know that is a blessing for you to be cleaning the dishes most of the time and cooking. Once in a while I'll jump in there, you know, but you do take over on that and I'm very yeah. appreciative of that. And for sure. And the reason that is the way it is, because where we are in our lives right now. uh, So we own for the listeners who don't know. Yeah. We if we if there's one, we own our own business. (laughs) We have our own business called the Peaceful Pieces. The Peaceful Pieces. Sophia created it. Well, long story short, you created it with. Uh, it was initially with somebody else. Yeah, and then it was. Yeah. You you moved on, moved and then on. I started riding your coattails. <laughs> <laughs> that's the short. Well, version. I mean, I guess that's the short version. Yeah. Well, if you want to put it that uh, brutally to yourself, but no, we are now a partner team because I can't. I wouldn't be able to do this without you. You know. Yes, but it's mostly mo. The majority of the energy in the business is your energy right yeah. now. Like it's your, you started, it was your idea. You yeah. put in most of the mental work. So that's why I, yeah. I but it is a good thing for me because who, like, you want to get into like quitting our jobs, our previous jobs? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. We can touch upon it. Because I think for me, that's a big part of this process for right. me. And it's something I really struggle with. Yeah. With, okay. Yeah, so. This is- this is okay. This is one of the first topics that you've discovered on your healing journey is your with you quitting your job and then helping me. It's like you kind of like have to deal with that whole society pressure of, you know, a man, a man's supposed to provide for his woman yes. or whatever. So you're like dealing with all those like uh, programmed beliefs like In, what intense insecurity yeah intense like so i quit i quit the summer of 2020 so yeah. i was one of the one of the many who quit their jobs during covid the great resignation yeah the great yeah, uh, great resignation so I was working, we both, that's, that's how we met each other. We worked in retail. We worked at a grocery chain called Kroger. Yes. And you quit well before me to start doing the business full time. Mm-hmm. And I... Only like a year before, right? I, I yeah. did March 1919. Jesus, that's that, uh, that would be really old. No, March 2019. Mm-hmm. I quit. And then you quit like just... Probably a year. Yeah, some July later. next year. Yeah. Uh, so COVID definitely helped soften the blow. Yeah. It wasn't like I had to make the decision entirely right. on my own. I feel like I have COVID to uh, thank. Yeah. Weirdly enough, yeah. because without like the ridiculous, because once COVID hit, the ridiculousness of the world, if yes. really started to show itself, mm-hmm. and. Going to a retail job during a pandemic is a trip. 
And it actually, it had two different effects on me. I mean, this is a kind of an aside, but mm-hmm. if, if we, we can, we, we can cut it if you want. Uh, it wasn't all bad. It was like, oh my God, I, now I really have to quit. No, like the pandemic made me realize how silly it was. And like, it's now or never for me right. to like, uh, what's it called? Betting on yourself. Yeah. Just kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. getting out of, out of this system, trying to like, work i'm more of like my own terms or whatever but also a lot of the power came back to like service workers mm-hmm. during the pandemic yeah so i had essential this, workers that's that yeah that term came like essential worker kind of became like uh heroic yeah you were i remember that because you were heroic uh now instead of like instead of the perspective of like a lowly you know grocery, less than human yeah almost yeah almost less than human like grocery worker now you are heroes of the pandemic yeah. like the postal workers the the grocery workers all those people doordash people or all those people that put themselves out there so you were considered like a hero and i'm sure that had some kind of a it gave me an enormous confidence boost yeah uh and the reason i was able to do it was because okay so i we both worked customer service jobs Mm -hmm. and then you you did i did the same thing you did you stepped down back to part-time where you were you were cashiering yeah and I did the same thing where I was getting like 20, 24 hours a week and starting to work with you. This was in 2019. Yeah. But yeah. when I lost that like responsibility and that title of like being a customer service manager and I went back to cashier, yeah. I, I like I started to feel that less than human feeling again. Because at least when you're working in customer service, like you get shit all the time from people, customers and your employees. Mm-hmm. But I got that back during the pandemic because a bunch of our workers started step, uh, stepping down or taking sick leave. Yeah. And I was put in this situation where they asked me, do you want to go back to your original position? Even though I told them no. Yeah. They made it like the managers, the store manager made it seem like they're, they didn't really have a choice. So I decided to do it as I realized like everything around me was just getting crazier and crazier. I think in my mind, I knew I was kind of out. Like I had like a, I was starting to form a plan in my head. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be out of here in you're, like five to six months. That's when you started planning, like you're going to quit. You're yeah. Gonna leave this place. And it's like, oh, well maybe if I can, you know, get my old position back get a pay raise, I can make some money and work as many. Cause I feel fine. Like physically I feel fine. And because I've had so much, like, I don't know, I'm kind of a, I guess you could say a negative person. I have dark energy. (laughs) I assume the worst all the time, which you're thinking like, oh my God, that must, yeah, it's exhausting. But it prepared me for the pandemic because I wasn't scared to go out and work every day. Even though I had no idea what was going on, like with the uncertainty of it all, I just like, I kind of didn't care. So... Because you're saying so, you had so much anxiety beforehand. Now, when the pandemic hit, you felt like, what was it? Like relief or? No, almost like disassociated. Oh. Like I was able to go out there and disassociate myself and see how ridiculous and crazy things were. Yeah. Was it like a slight awakening experience for you? Yeah, because beforehand, I felt like a lot of more people were still pretending to you know live this lie yeah like put smiles on when they were unhappy you know work working your nine to five shift everybody acts normal that all went out like yeah that started to change yeah covid literally turned the world upside down and now more and more people are realizing what this world actually is and the facade that it actually is (laughs) and i'm happier for it it's just we have to i don't know like i want to see where this goes and you know me i'm always like saying like let's go revolution but then scott like warns me you (laughs) it's like it's not always good when there's a revolution you know so but that's like my like fire aries like let's tear this shit apart i want revolution too but yeah I know. So many, every, every revolution 
And I, like, we haven't even had one in our lifetime that way. Well, we may have had some out of the country, but every revolution has failed in some sense, you know. And that's what I was talking about earlier with our podcast, like... I'm not calling our podcast a revolution, but every, <laughs> right. everything in life, right. everything you life you do in life is a failure in some sense. Like we're all, everything is a disaster and there, there, there can be beautiful disasters. There's a lot, like a lot of life is beautiful disasters. What do you mean that everything you do is a disaster? Do like you- even the successful, even like if you end up getting a successful career, you have to make mistakes. You have to embarrass yeah. yourself. Oh, you have yeah. to go through those humbling failures. Right. You had to go through failures starting your business, right? We went yeah. through. We've went through so many failures with this. Just getting this. Oh, trying to do this podcast. This is so we can frustrating. Change the name. Yeah. It's super frustrating. I feel like I'm having to reproduce the same podcast I've tried to do four times now. Yeah, we try and we try, and we're like, "That's not like what is." It's it's partly like for me, there was a battling of a lot of different fears and a lot of different um, issues that I was realizing I was confronting trying to start this podcast. Um, I thought it was going to be, you know, easy peasy. We talk all the time. Me and Scott talk all the time. (laughs) I never shut up. I talk when you're off. God bless her. (laughs) (laughs) You do. You talk when you're off. So I'm like, well, let's just start a podcast since we're always talking. This is going to be easy peasy. Let's name it, you know, something chatty, like we're chatting, we're talking. But then like when we did it, I realized I am really a private person. I don't really like to share that much about myself. So number one and number two, uh, if I'm going to do this, I'm not going to just do this like aimlessly and not like just talking about nothing. You know what I mean? Like I do want it to be entertaining, but also like I do... Like, not to sound, uh, Scott always says, you don't want to sound pretentious, but I do want to help. Like, some way, some form of help anyway that we can. And I know Sam, or Sam, sorry. That's my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Scott is always like, well, I don't want to act like I know all the answers. We don't know all the answers. Like, we don't know shit. I am readily admitting that. Like, I don't know shit. I don't know shit. All I know is my experiences. So if I can share my experiences and maybe help someone out through that, you know, that's the cliche. Just got to, you know, share your experiences and, and then you help someone, you know, like opening up yourself. But it's true. It's true. It's like it's a cliche, but it is true because when I hear what other people are going through, it is helpful. So that's what I was going to add on to what you were saying. For me, my hope is that there's somebody out there who can relate to what we're going through. Yeah. And maybe they haven't heard it be phrased before. Because I know there's a lot of times when I'm struggling mentally Mm -hmm. and I think I'm the only person going through this. And it is so mind blowing. Yeah, when you when find you, yeah, out that somebody else. else is going through like mm-hmm. an eerily similar thing, yeah, it's like oh, you're not the only one. You're not the only. It one. feels comforting. It yeah. feels comforting when you find out someone else is going through the same shit, and you're not the only one. Because it's it really does feel like sometimes when you go through some hard ass shit that you're just the only one, and then when you find out like oh, someone like this is this isn't just me you know it's so hard though because we've gotten so separated from one another yeah like humans uh there's so much paranoia now and you have to be and you and you have (laughs) but then like they tell you are you talking about social media yeah social media but then they also say like uh you know, in person, like, don't give a stranger your, like, you don't have any responsibility or entitled, like, entitlement to a stranger to give them your vulnerability, like, your attention or whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, there's such a, it's such a, with, like, the kidnapping thing going on. Oh, yeah. So, with the trafficking. Yeah. Yeah. There's, so it's like, what do you do? What do you, well, how, what do we do to get people to connect again? Yeah. It is, it is interesting because with social media, you feel like you're connected more than ever. 
like we're so available to each other through social media and text and like always responding and all that. We're really like we're really available. But on the other hand, because of that, I feel like we don't get together and see each other as often or like have a physical connection as often because we're so comfortable with just doing it through the phone or whatever that I feel like there's less and less uh, physical connections. I mean, that's not for everyone. You know, there's a lot of people that still get out there and do their thing. But I know I feel I feel like I I do uh, less stuff with less people now that I'm getting older. Maybe that's an age thing, though. That might be an age thing. I have no idea. But I sound like a broken record, but (laughs) I think that's COVID. COVID. COVID convinced people, oh, I don't need these problematic people in my life that are taking my energy. And then you start thinking about other people. It's like, well, do I have to go out ever? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, for a lot of people, COVID was such a relief. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, good. I don't have to go. For you, definitely. It became an excuse. Yeah. (laughs) It definitely is an excuse. What was? It's so funny that I remember my brother when the first Christmas from COVID was happening and he was talking about, how, oh, I'm just going to go to everybody's drive. Like, I'm just going to drive over and drop off your gifts on the porch and that's it. I'm just going to take off. Like, he sounded like he was ta- like having joy, like right. relief being like, oh, I don't have to see you fuckers this year. <laughs> I, I, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to drop off your gifts and I'm going to get the hell out of here. Hell out of that. I, I thought that was so funny. <laughs> right. It was like so honest in yeah. a way that... <laughs> yeah, like, see ya. Yeah, like, just, see ya. Here you go. Here's your gift cards. Here's your stack of gift cards. Here you go. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah here's your Amazon <laughs> gift card. Right. <laughs> oh, man. That's another sad fact we always talk about. But yeah. Yeah. I, I hear... I heard a lot of people say that, that it was a relief and they miss COVID. There was some type of, it's like you have a responsibility to see people sometimes. So when you, when that yeah, responsibility obligation. is take obligation, I know you feel that more than, than me. Oh yeah. You feel that obligation to see your, you know, your it's family your duty. or your friends. It, I don't see it as much as an obligation. Maybe I do. I don't know, but. I look forward to seeing my friends and family. A social bit more. chores. Yeah, you social have chores. more of that social chores. <laughs> but that's that comes with your social anxiety, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's mostly my projection and my mm-hmm. own insecurities. And yeah. wow, it really got magnified during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. This is, you know, things that we talk about. <clears throat> Try to figure out ourselves by just becoming more aware of your wounds are the stuff that blocks you from feeling like you're a normal person, basically. You know? Mm-hmm. There is no normal. No, there's I, not. There's no normal. And everything that you're going through, someone else is going through. There was a video on TikTok. Well, I constantly see videos on TikToks about people, you know, making some relatable experience. And it's, and you realize. That every single experience or thought or, I don't know, like, it just does not seem original anymore. Like, the more and more I'm on TikTok, the more and more I realize, like, we are all the same. We do have very similar experiences and we do, we are sharing this similar, without uh, realizing it. We're more similar than different. Especially now with the way things have become so homogenized, like the whole world has become like Americanized. So Uh because of that, there's less like, (laughs) there's less, that's, that's why I think we're more relatable than ever though. Maybe that's a good thing because now we can start seeing how we relate to other people in vague ways. Yeah. And that way TikTok is a gift because you can see videos from all around the world and realized people are just people and we're all connected and it's all love guys it's all love (laughs) do i sound pretentious when i say that (laughs) yeah see when i say things like that see i'm more spiritually inclined than scott you know scott's more philosophy like when i tell him a spiritual thought 
or like a spiritual idea, basically, like, oh, we're, we're all just spirits living in our human experience or something like that. Or I don't know, something, whatever, spiritual. This guy always tells me the philosopher who, I don't know, has that idea or the the philosophy behind it. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know what to say. It's like you always give like the philosophy um, background of everything. The two are very similar. Yeah. And yet there's really no overlap in either field. Like the the other, neither field seems to want to acknowledge the other. The only example of like a, a philosopher or psychologist that uh, has any kind of uh, weight in like the realm of crystals and spirituality is Mm. Carl Jung. Yeah. But it's interesting because he's the guy who coined the term collective unconscious, I believe, which is what you're saying is going on right now, right? Where people are collectively starting to begin to uh, relate to others Mm -hmm. unconsciously. Mm Mm-hmm. That was the one that I did hear of, and I I d- did recognize when you talk about. But mm. I'm now because of you, I'm learning more and more of who and who is and who. It, yeah, that was a bad sentence. Who and who is who and who. <laughs> you sometimes you gotta catch me in these it's, like sentences that I try to say. It's less important to like remember who said it and just yeah. try to like remember the concept. the concepts. I'm yeah. not trying to. True. I used to fall into this like bad thought pattern where I thought I this this goes this is another flaw of mine where I heavily compare myself to other people. Yeah, all the time. We all do it. But oof, like every time I would find like a new concept from a philosopher, I'd be like, oh, man, he's such a badass. I really relate to that. So I'm going to like go down a rabbit hole and just obsessively pour over everything he's done. It's yeah. usually a man in philosophy. Yeah. Especially like classical philosophy. But yeah, like but that would extend to, you know, a musician or my favorite athlete slash pro wrestler let's not kid ourselves here i don't like i don't like competitive sports quote unquote i like pro wrestling okay wrestling yeah scott's a huge wrestling fan yeah. um i wanted to say the word unfortunately but i stopped myself and then now i'm i've been pretty admitting. good about it lately i've kept it to myself yeah well i can admit the behind the scenes thing of how it operates is interesting to me, but when like actually sitting down and like watching a show, oh, it's pretty mediocre now, <laughs> right now on both on all fronts. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'll give it its props. It's produced a lot of uh, a lot of stars, you know. But I, I used not, to, yeah, used to, I guess. Yeah, I'm not too entertained by it, I must say. But when he does, when you do explain like the the politics of it that's when i get interested uh, the petty drama yeah the petty drama oh i love some drama yeah. give me some tea i need some tea but going back to my point about like idolizing people uh-huh. i feel like a lot of us do that now because we're impressionable and because we're in this system where we have to work uh sometimes up upwards of 80 some people work 100 hours oh a week my god yeah we don't have time we don't have the emotional stamina to like figure out what we actually like or want to do because if you're worked that much you don't have the the leisure time to like really go out of your way to nope. find new interests nope. and passions so i think a lot of us latch on to a couple of people mm-hmm. that like uh we might relate to and then we obsessively we, we put our we put our foot in their camp and we're like okay we're or our entire bodies into their camp. It'll be like, okay, we're. Do, I'm gonna listen to this guy and this guy only because I don't have time for much else, you know. Yeah, yeah. That so you're saying like if people follow somebody like on social media, maybe they get. Uh, yeah, like an influencer. Influencer, yeah. and then that influencer that. determines your opinion. True. Somebody like those like problematic. Like Jordan Peterson or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you well, didn't drop Jordan. Okay. I don't. Well, I, I have. I just know that he's problematic. I really don't know what he 
he's in the I'm, anti-trans camp. He's oh, really okay. going after, uh, like, he hates the the pronoun thing. Okay, and, I got yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now I remember. Yeah, okay. I'm yeah, not yeah. sure what he's up to now, but uh, yeah, it's. And I just remember the sound of his voice. It was just like Kermit, nah, nah, Kermit nah, the Frog. Yeah, like yeah. that. I just yeah. remember that. Up yours, woke moralist. <laughs> we'll see who cancels who. Right. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's right. Oh my God. Yeah. Anyway, sorry I mentioned him, but people, I, I, I'm just giving him as an example. People do <laughs> cling on to these, I don't know, influencer types or people that have, what is he? Is he like a person of, like, is he, what would he call himself? Well, is he's he, a psychologist. A psychologist. Like he, okay. He, I don't he, know. He's him. a professor. Yeah. Or he used to be. I don't now he's like a YouTube sensation. Okay. He uh well he used to be uh, YouTube uh, sensation. Yeah, I think he he taught at like the uh, University of Toronto or some prestigious university in Canada. He taught a lot like Okay. He taught Nietzsche, Sigmund Freud. Okay. But in a very like conservative sense and in my opinion, a lot of like misinterpretations right. of those mm-hmm. of those theorists. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. What a man likes to do. No, just kidding. <laughs> misinterpret. No. Interpret. Yeah, he definitely misinterprets. Yeah. And a lot of people still follow every word he yeah. says. So, like, that brings the topic of, like, influencers. And I don't know. I think we've talked about this before. But it not is- on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on many, many podcast episodes ago that will be never aired and you will never hear. Um, yeah, just the, just the idea how people can be obsessed about a certain people, a certain person you follow without even like kind of realizing it that you you love a person and you ha- build these like parasocial Mm -hmm. relationships which is very uh interesting to me because you feel like you know these people they don't know you they don't give you anything back not like well they give their content and through their content they can't give their like personal yeah right it's very interesting to me how you can feel like you know somebody but then they don't know you at all. If so you, like, oh, I could go into some embarrassing stories of myself, like oh, trying to a, reach out. Yeah, yeah. Like when I people. when Patreon yeah. first became a thing, like one of the first people I uh, started pledging or whatever you want to call, it, giving them mm-hmm. money every month. It gives you this, or it gave me at the time, like this sense of entitlement. Well, I'm financially supporting you, so I can offer wow. you my criticism or whatever. Oh my god! And <laughs> there, yeah, there is this one guy. I, 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 he's a video game content creator. He goes uh-huh. off on like these very like profound. Like he's a very intelligent person, like intimidatingly so. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I thought like I had a suggestion for him and I had like this five paragraph. Oh like my I spent like mm-hmm. three hours on it. I was Jeez. just obsessing over it. Yeah. My point was, it was weird and I regret doing it, but, yeah. uh, he kept announcing like the date of when, he, or and the time when, when he was going to drop his latest video. Mm-hmm. And, I was getting annoyed because he kept like saying, okay, it's coming out this day. And then it wouldn't come out. So I'm like, you're just a liar. You keep (laughs) promising. And I'm looking like I'm setting aside time because I was still working at Kroger at the time. So I, if I hear it's coming out and it's my day off, ooh, I'm planning my day around that. Yeah, this is what I'm looking forward to. Yes, exactly. And I told him that. Oh my God. You confronted him? And I got the worst response. And I, I, well, I I said it very, I tried to frame it as diplomatically as possible. I, I spent like three hours on this. I tried to be, as understanding, self-aware, polite as po- as a crazy person could be <laughs> about to critique somebody about the method of sending out videos. Yeah. And I got the worst response back. I got nothing back. Nothing back. And that indifference, no like, it, is it hit me. It yeah. hit me as like, it hurt. What am I doing? When, yeah. Yeah. And also the eventually, question, thank yeah. God, what am I doing? Yeah. That you came to your senses, I hope, right? Yeah, eventually. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> Yeah, you can get obsessive about stuff. Yeah. I'm getting better with it. Yeah, you are getting better with it. And that's uh, what this is about. Like our awareness of ourselves and seeing, like, like getting back to the topic of, okay, starting this 
podcast of ours. And we had to check our intentions of, you know, what we wanted to do. And then also I had to confront my fears. Like I realized I there was a, a legitimate, it probably still is there. I'm, I don't know. I feel once I realized it, once you realize something about yourself, it's easier trying to like, process it and yeah because you were you were uncomfortable in the first the when we tried to do the podcast originally because you you were uncomfortable about opening up about stuff that you right didn't want to talk about right and i realized i had and i realized i had a legitimate fear of opening up about myself in a way that because i can be a very lighthearted, goofy person and i kind of sit at that lighthearted goofiness where i just make jokes about shit and if i do get down in the dumps about some shit i have to lift like get in this like goofy place um mm-hmm. pretty quickly to not feel sad i don't like feeling sad so i try to like get out of it real fast and then when you do open up about you know issues or anything that you're dealing with and you have all these emotions about it i realized just doing that i have just like i don't a fear or just like this resistance and uncomfortableness of doing it and it's probably my moon sign i'm a capricorn moon and i always refer back to astrology i tell scott this all the time like it's it's your scorpio mercury or whatever you know i always talk to him about astrology but i do have a capricorn moon and capricorns don't like to feel their emotions or just don't you know they don't feel the emotions they don't want to feel it and I know that I do know that about myself but then actually when we went down to sit and do this podcast I was like oh shit I really don't want to get into that like I got uncomfortable so what changed because you no, know, we I, try to do like we've done these podcasts very recently so yeah. it, this was a quick Turnaround. Quick turnaround. Well, let's try to get back. Well, okay, this is another difference between you and me is you're much more in that realm of astrology. And I do, like, I'm starting to learn more about astrology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm starting to see how it's been such an oppressed science for centuries now. Like, I, yeah. I see astrology as... Uh, legitimate science and I feel Mm -hmm. like even saying that in 2023 is somehow a controversial opinion because it has been so oppressed for so long yeah yeah or buried or whatever you want to call it it's been around it just hasn't been like mainstream Mm -hmm. for oh now it's getting more popular than ever I would say Well, as popular as it's been in my lifetime, for sure. Yeah. Like, when you started the business, it was right before the crystal market exploded. And now it's, like, at a point where it's... We're past it a little bit, but it's Mm -hmm. there was an oversaturation period where everybody and their mother was getting into the crystal business, right? Yeah, that's true. I feel like there is... It is still kind of saturated. Mm Mm-hmm. It is what it is. When that happened, it was a blessing and like not a curse, but like a blessing and just like, okay, now I have to really, if I really want to run this crystal business, it has to be something that I have to make sure that I'm on it, adapting. You feel like this a little bit more of a competitive way that you have to run it in a sense. It's like a little more of that hustle because it's so saturated now and before I didn't feel that as as hard or strongly but it is what it is I I enjoy it I still enjoy it and it is it is good it's it's mostly good because now there just are a lot more people into crystals and it's for me it's a sign that people are on their way trying to heal themselves basically and they'll go to any lengths lengths that they haven't before to try to get to a place of healing including crystals so what can the crystal do because the crystal by itself can't heal you right like what the what is the crystal within astrology like what is its purpose 
It's a tool, right? Yeah, it's a tool. And that's what I would always say when um, people ask me at Eastern Market, like, about crystals or try to, like, not challenge me, but just, like, ask any, how do I use these? Or what? what is this? You know? And that's the main point that I would relay. Like, you are actually the person that's doing doing the healing like you are actually providing the healing you are the healer crystals are just a tool to help you get on that path of healing just like anything else astrology is a tool you know there's a lot of divination i don't how do you say that word divination mm-hmm. <laughs> tools that you're you not getting do. out of the park today yeah. i don't think <laughs> I, you flubbed one word i know i'm very concentrated this today. Is highly very, irregular. I know. Usually I'm just, my tongue is stuck in my mouth and I can't say blah, 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 anything. Today I put a blue appetite sphere in the middle of our table. And blue appetite is supposed to like facilitate communication, uh, ease, you know, the social ease basically um, helps you just talk. And I, that's why I put that sphere in the middle of our table. So maybe we can get any type of energy that can help us talk fully and easily and not me just stumbling over my words all the time. Because when I listen, uh, when I listen back to these podcasts, I'm like, ew, 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 like to my voice all the time or what I'm saying or just the lack of pronunciation in my case, all the time. Yeah. So crystals are just a tool. Me and you are both on a healing journey together, would you say? Yeah. You're much further on than I am. But yes, here I go comparing again. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that Scott has trying to be, you've been trying to work on letting go what other people of you. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm suffering imposter syndrome right now. Like, I don't yeah. feel like I'm a successful person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel well, like my whatever that means, but like, I don't. I feel like I and here we go with the I feels. I feel, I feel, I feel. Honestly, at any point of quote unquote success, you never feel that, oh, I'm successful. Like, I've never felt that. In any point that I've run my business, no matter how many time, how many sales that I've gotten, or how many sales like goals that I hit, or you know even hitting like a hundred k on Instagram and followers, like it's nice, it's very nice, and I'm I'm gonna say I did put a lot of work into that. But when you do hit a certain number or hit a certain thing to make it seem like feel like you're successful, the feeling is not there. It's always something like a feeling of contentment. No, yeah, there's no, which there's, is probably a good thing because that sounds like once you get that, it's like okay, then what do you do? Like it's you know, it's, like contentment yeah. is something a human self is never going to be able to f- achieve. I feel like there's always some kind of desire, you know, that even yeah. if you grab something successful or you get that success, then you're going to want to do something else. Right. The it's like well, now what? Yeah. Now, now what? what? Even in Instagram followers is a great example of this because no matter what number you hit, it's still not going to be enough in a sense where you're going to feel like uh, validated because even when I would hit like 10K, 20K, 30K, it didn't really mean shit. Like it was just like, oh, well, I could get to 50K or I will. Like there was still like a higher number that you can always hit. So you're never really like. <laughs> I used to think uh-huh. having like a high follower count would give me some kind of peace. No. It would give, it does, do the complete such opposite. <laughs> such a lie. It's all a lie. All that shit's a lie. Oh, Doesn't yeah. matter. And then people fake their follow count, follower count. Right, you can anyway. buy like can buy bots followers. or like server farms or whatever they're called. Yeah. And for me, because I, I, you know, run a crystal business, I know at least fifty percent of those followers are other crystal businesses trying to sell crystals to me. I swear to God, they don't care about you. No, they, I swear. And people tell me in my lives when. Uh, they come in my live and it never fails that people, other accounts, other crystal accounts 
follow them or message them or whatever and they have to block them it's is really it's really ridiculous right now to be honest but that's the whole that's sham of, of it yeah. sham of it all like it doesn't really ma- it doesn't matter how many followers you have it really doesn't and it's not going to do anything for your self-esteem or like your validation like that is a lie i feel i feel well that's good to hear i'm just gonna give up on all of my my goals and just never be disappointed (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) well there is a point where you i know i had to be stop being so hard on myself and this is one of those things where i'm realizing on this healing journey i'm realizing that i'm way too hard on myself I've never really given myself a break and I have to get to a point where I radically love myself, all, everything about me, including my quote unquote flaws. Oh, now you sound like someone. (laughs) So who do I sound like? Slavoj Zizek. Oh, see, this is, okay, this is an example right here, You folks. use two words you, that you, he uses all the oh, time. Oh, see, this is a, <laughs> right in the, a right action, in the action, you, we are right in the thick of it, of an example, I say something, and Scott's like, oh, that reminds me of so-and-so, who said, the philosopher said this, and that, and I'm, and I'm like, okay, like, no, I don't, I, I'm not dismissive about it. Am I dismissive about your, no, food? no, no, I think it's funny. Yeah. You always just refer to it. So how deep in, are you still reading philosophy books now? Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's not going to end anytime soon. <laughs> Sorry. No, <probably> not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'm I'm starting to calm down with it. Yeah. With, yeah. Like I, after I quit Kroger and I had more free time, which I didn't have much of before, I don't feel like. Um, I started, I think it's not just like theory and philosophy that I found a love for. I found my passion for reading again. Yeah. I want to read, I want to read so many books right now of all different types. I want to read fiction, nonfiction, autobiographies, travel logs. I just want to have that book in my hand. Oh, that's so good. Oh, you're so You you used to love to read. What happened? (laughs) Well, uh, I don't want. If you notice, I said that with a little contentment. I am jealous that he's on this like reading journey, and I used to be a very didn't you read fifty six books reader. one summer? Yeah, that was like when I yeah that was in elementary school. I I had this goal. I'm going to read sixty six books in one summer vacation, and I did. That's impressive. And then when I told my friend that, she said I was a nerd, and was like, "Why would you do that?" And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I know. I think that's when we kind of stopped being friends. But anyway, yeah, I used to be a reader, a a lot of fiction, biographies, or any type of shit now. Now I read once in a while, barely. And I do want to get back on back on track with it or back like just get in the habit of it well it's all habits back on the wagon back on the wagon what was i saying before that before you interrupted me with the (laughs) philosophy oh i feel like i should go back radicalize love you want to love you you want to embrace your love in all of its glory and warts and you know yeah love myself basically as much as i think i do love myself you could there's always room for improvement and there's always room for more which I'm learning because I I thought I loved myself, but now I'm realizing I definitely do have some hangups that I don't love and I was still very hard on myself about. And this is one of my self-doubt that 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 is definitely one of my biggest wounds or what? What you're, is that? You're doing the shadow work now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the shadow work. You're uncovering your dark night of the soul. <laughs> the owl of Minerva. Now you're just takes like, off at midnight. Now, now you're just like, uh, <laughs> just saying terms. <laughs> you don't even know if it applies. Because I feel like when you go through, yeah, you go through a dark night of the soul when you when you do this stuff and you're realizing about yourself. You're like in the... But it was like you were saying, you you're... You want to be more open with the st- the stuff in your life that makes you uncomfortable, and that yeah. is not easy. Yeah, it is not easy. It's it's easy to like remind yourself 
of the things that you do love about yourself when you're going on a healing journey. Yeah. But if you're not addressing the things that make you cringe or, you know, your negative thought patterns that will continue to recur if you don't try start to address them yeah you know um that's what you, that's what you're on the path yeah like, it gets a never-ending process it's i feel like ending. you did spend a lot of time uh working on that a few years ago mm-hmm. and then uh you went it's like a oscillation between the two poles yeah and now you're back you're going back you're revisiting you're revisiting yeah. your trauma which is, is always there it's, it's always gonna always be there. there and this is another lesson that i've learned even if you think you fixed an issue it's still there, folks. It's still there. Mm. And you you realize it's still there when you come to something and you react a certain way and you're like, oh, I thought I fixed this. I thought I realized about myself and I thought I was better. But it's like a reminder in a sense. Are you over this still? Are you Are you completely healed from this? No, you're not. But that's what this human thing is, is you're just continuously working on shit because we forget all the time. Mm -hmm. We forget. That's the most frustrating thing about being on this planet is the way that we forget. Obvious things. We we, like truths or things we thought we knew about ourselves that we thought. Yeah. Like you said, you think we're always going to remember. Yeah. You think you're always going to remember the shit that you figure out at that moment. You're like, oh, yeah, I'll always remember this. And then out, out it goes out, out your brain. I have this thought pattern almost every day. Uh, It usually happens after like I smoke weed or take an edible when mm-hmm. I'm feeling good, like in yeah. my body, like my body feels good. So therefore my mind feels good. I'll have this thought pattern that recurs every day where it's like, oh, you finally figured out the secret. You fi- you've never seen it that way before. And because of that, your life is going to start getting easier right. and you're never going to encounter any friction in your life ever again. You figured out the secret to life yeah. and this is the solution. It, yep. And-, and that feeling wears off like, you sometimes you can take it to bed with you, and then when you is wake that, up the next morning, it's gone. Is that because you're mostly high, or is it because do you have those thoughts when you're not high? I feel like the body high makes me uh, makes my mind more at ease, and that's when mm. I'm able to do like some yeah. productive, healthy, like mental work. Uh-huh. Not always, and and it can be problematic if you start focusing on it too much because then you're just in your head and you're not really living out in the world. You have to have a balance of both. Like, yes, your mind has to be healthy and balanced, but also if you're just making your mind healthy and balanced, so you can like spend your entire existence in your home, right? Like, what do you, right. you know, what's the point? <laughs> is, and that's yeah. kind of that's what I'm. That's what I'm battling right now is I'm like, yes, like COVID has gotten me out of the the horrible job situation I was in because I was having a very rough time mm-hmm. uh, in 2019 mm-hmm. uh, with that job. But I got over it and I made a huge change by quitting that job, a huge life change. And I remember thinking, oh, yeah, this is going to be the thing that makes me go on the path of like, you know, now I'm on the right path or whatever. And now, you know, it, 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 it moves was just on to another beginning. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you quit your job, that was just the beginning for you because you had to confront a lot of stuff mm-hmm. once once you don't you once you don't have this miserable job to d- distract you. So now that it's just you and you figuring it out and me <laughs> helping you. Uh there's just a lot. You you confronted a lot, I feel like. And you've got you you've come a long way. I will give you those words of affirmation. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you you've come a long way. Scott used to be a lot more miserable. I will say that. He used to be so much more uh, angry, I guess, or what What would you say? Like, distracted, for sure. Mm-hmm. You never, ever listened. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm becoming a better listener. Yeah. Weren't too good at listening. A little more reactive. You know, those still that that still happens, but when you're in that pressure of that job, you're you're just trying to work and survive and, like... You're not really trying to work on yourself at all. 
which you no, you weren't able no, to. You don't have like you're just in survival mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't able to work on yourself at all, and now you are working on yourself, and that's what we're both trying to do. And this is why we're here, right? This is why we're here because mm-hmm. this is mostly for us. To let's be honest, it's mostly for us. Like we want to talk out our issues and our. What else you got? What else you got? What else you got? What you are got your problems? Problem with me? You got a problem with me? What's your problem with me? I don't even know what accent that is. Problem? Problem. <laughs> there it comes. It's the, I don't even know. I was trying to think of a cartoon character. But... I don't know. I'm getting tired though. We're yeah. At, we're on hour 10. Hour 10? Hour and 10 minutes. I'm running on empty. You are? Mm, yes. Well, so I hope you enjoyed this introduction episode of um, Higher Self, Take the Wheel. <laughs> I almost forgot. I almost said Late to the Potty. That's the old title, which is so dumb. And you used to introduce the podcast Late to the Potty by saying, hello, <laughs> this is another episode of Welcome to the Party. <laughs> I said the title wrong. I couldn't even say the title right. Here we are agreeing on this title, Late to the Party, and then I would start off the episode like, welcome to party, late party. I don't even know. I would so mess bad. it up. It was such a cringy yeah. title. Like it, meant, it was like, it was a pun, but also like it kind of made sense, but also yeah. it it's like, okay, what, what's with the Boston? We're from the Midwest, Michigan. We're not from Boston. Why would yeah. we say potty? And then second of all, it's like. Late to the potty? Like, are you shitting in your pants? Yeah. What do you do? You run into the bathroom right. and you didn't make it? That's right. what the podcast We're and that's what that podcast was. We shit our pants. That, trying to edit that podcast together was a disaster. Oh, it was. Hopefully, this one will, when we edit this, hopefully, this will be a lot better. Let's pray. Let's pray. Well, let's end on that note. Yeah. Let us pray. Let us pray. <laughs> okay. okay.